Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college football. I talked to Craig Thompson, the commissioner of the Mountain West, and he wondered out loud, you know, do we only go with nine if our three California schools can't go? You know, because they're, you know, California's having an issue. By thinking about it, I think he answered that question. They would go with nine out of 12, and I think other conferences would. Dennis Dodd right there, longtime college football reporter, talking about the issue we were talking about yesterday. What happens if 75% of a conference is ready to play football and the rest isn't? And there you have the answer that we came up with yesterday. They're going to play. Well, I think that Dennis Dodd was on the big show. Am I correct? Uh, that's why we're having that from yesterday. Stuart Mandel was on the big show. This was oh. from one of the other Fox shows, I believe. Okay, there you go. My mistake. But, uh, yeah, if, uh, I don't know why he needs uh, Craig Thompson needs to wonder that. If you can't go, that's you. If the rest of them or any of them can go, that's them. Can Oregon go? Oregon's governor, Kate Brown, said Thursday that large gatherings at sports or other events in Oregon should either be canceled or significantly modified through September. Of course, that involves the Portland Trailblazers, the Portland Timbers, the Oregon Ducks, the Oregon State Beavers, Oregon Duck football, kind of a big deal, defending Pac-12 champs, have three home games scheduled for September, North Dakota State, Ohio State, and Colorado. Or excuse me, and Hawaii. Colorado's on the road. Uh, and Hawaii. So they open the season with three straight games at home, and obviously the Ohio State game is a big one. Now, when they say canceled or significantly modified, that leaves open the question, could that Ohio State game be played with no fans? Would that be enough of a modification? So... Questions remain, but as we get closer, we'll start to get more definitive announcements on what can or can't happen in September. Well, there's two things I want to bring up here. One, as long as Phil Knight is in the uh, stadium, it's not a building unless it has a uh, roof. So as long as Phil Knight is allowed in, all is well in Oregon land, because that's really all Oregon really cares about. Phil Knight will cover the cost of whatever the fans' uh, price tag would have been. And then secondly, you know, I'm not a political person. I'm not registered in either political party. Uh, but what's this gal's name? Kate Brown, you said? Yes. Uh, and, and I, you know, this is the first time, I'm, I mean, I heard about it uh, yesterday, but her name, Kate Brown, I didn't bother to look it up. But just, I'm just wondering here, now how much is politics going to play, or is playing a factor in this? And I would bet all sorts of money that Kate Brown is a Democrat. Just, I have no idea. But I'd sort of, that, would, that is my guess. And I know that you know most people, or not, some people wouldn't want to raise that question, but I'm going to raise it. How much of this is now politics? And is Kate Brown a Democrat? Because I'm guessing she is. I'm guessing she is, too. I would think the governor as well. I know the governor of California is, and Washington is, and I think Oregon is, too. So, what, what, and all these out. restrictions, are they going to be lifted uh, on uh, November 5th here, or whatever that Wednesday is? <laughs> Come on. I think it's worthy of discussion. Not necessarily saying it's one thing or the other, but it's worthy of discussion. What's the what's the goal here? Or what what's one of the goals? Yeah, I think we know what one of the goals is. You were right, she is a Democrat. Of course she is. 
But it was the Republican governor of Texas who just extended the shutdown in Texas and kept the Houston Rockets off the court. So yeah, that's a practice. That's not in September. It's true. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh wrote an open letter Thursday addressed to the college football community laying out a proposal that would provide more flexibility for players who consider making the jump to pro football despite still having college eligibility. We can go on. It's a really long thing. But I think the most important point in the plan is the player would be allowed to enter the draft and return to school if he's not picked in the seven rounds of the draft. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't we have that? Why, why does college have rules that benefit the pros? College needs to have rules that benefits the colleges. Well, I think the part of the rule that the college coaches like is they definitely know who's on their roster. Now, that's kind of a, uh, a thing that can change every year because one year you could have a lot of guys declare and you're like, well... That would be a lot of question marks to wait on while I'm recruiting and trying to figure out how many scholarships I have. But on the other hand, I get a lot of talent back. So I can see year for year how one year could benefit a school and another year maybe not so much. Well, I'm not talking about rules that benefit the college coaches. I'm talking about rules that benefit the college kids. I don't give a crap about the college coaches. Harbaugh is making close to $10 million. I don't care what his problems are relative to the roster. I'm worried about the, the the student athlete here or the player, whatever you want to call him or her. So I don't care about Harbaugh's rocks, roster uh, uncertainty. It doesn't matter to me. It's what benefits the kid. I think that's where we need to go. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I love it. You know, I, I love the expectations and uh, the excitement that that brings. I think our players will enjoy it. And, uh, and you know, as coaches, you have to embrace it and uh, and, and get ready for it. And, uh, you know, I think our guys are, are going to be really, really excited about the season. Bruce Arians right there, head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Everybody wants to see what the Bucks have now that they have Brady and they have Gronk. And they're going to face Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints week one. Second game of the Fox doubleheader right out of the gate. <laughs> How good are the Bucks? How good are the Saints? They're going to be fighting for that division title in the South, and then who knows, he might be meeting again in the playoffs with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. Buccaneers have maximum five primetime games. I think that surprises <laughs> nobody. Of course they do. <laughs> this is crazy, <laughs> you know, because I did something last night. We're jumping ahead a little bit by uh, 50 minutes. But part of the deal, and we can get to it, although I watch some other stuff that I want to get to, I would never do this this time of year. I've watched guys, uh, Ryan Clark and who's the other guy, Lewis Riddick, mm-hmm. guys breaking down the schedules yep. of several different teams. And I have to admit, the, the game that you just mentioned, I got way excited for it. And when you just mentioned it again... I got excited for it, and I'm listening, you know, the NFC, the the portion I watched was uh, NFC West, and they're going through all those schedules, the four teams, you know, and they have that, that division has a chance to be pretty good. It was already good, and the Cardinals assume they're going to be better with, with Murray. He's a young, exciting player, and uh, Hopkins they got, and Fitzgerald, and so forth and so on, so... I'm really intrigued by that, and I'm thinking, this is crazy, man. I watched uh, six rounds of the draft, five rounds of the draft nonstop a couple weeks back. Here I am watching this stuff. 
I got way excited for the NFL. And I mean, I'm sure you're on the same page as me. You know, we're hoping that the schedule can be played in its entirety. That uh, What's-his-face Goodell said they've got all sorts of, uh, uh, what am I looking for, the, the options. Di- different options, different plans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Based on where they may or may not be able to play football and if they can or can't have fans and if they have to move four, two or four games to the end of the schedule. Yeah, so if they can start in week six, alternatives, I think is the word I was looking for. You can just, if they start week seven, well, then they'll just start week seven and play one through six later on, blah, blah, blah. You know, none of us hope that. And thinking about watching Tom Brady and Drew Brees, two guys over 40, and and Brady, you know, uh, he's still, I would still stay arguably the best quarterback, but the winning certainly clinches it lining up and playing with another team and Bruce Arians who's one of the most colorful quotable coaches that there that we have in the NFL yeah it's like wow this is super exciting and you can bet uh, whenever hopefully when it's scheduled as playing right now that game is played my butt will be sitting in front of the television watching it Saints are going to be in Vegas week two to open Allegiant Stadium. Raiders, Saints, and I saw people on Twitter planning trips. Well, BYU's playing down there in Arizona on Saturday, and the Cardinals are home on Sunday, and the Raiders are home on Monday. Yeah, Yeah, right? And then people are like, do you know how expensive it's going to be to get into the Raiders' first home game in Vegas? Yeah. I would think huge, but I would think that one of the last things to come back here, and I, I can't imagine it'll come back by September, is people getting on airplanes, traveling, and staying in hotels for fun. I would think that whatever the number of people who would do that in, you know, last September is going to be way down this September. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be back. But that would eliminate a lot of the crowd because I think the Raiders, they got to have models. I mean, are 20% or 40% of their fans going to come from out of town? You know, people who come from L.A., come from Oakland, come from Salt Lake, you know, fly in from wherever to have the, the, you know, 20-year college reunion, all the buddies meet up or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I think that they'll be just fine on that. There's enough Southern Californians who can jump on the freeway and get there in a decent amount of time. Uh, but so, not get back because we've been stuck in those traffic jams. Uh, then you come back the next day. I, mean, I don't know that you'd want to come back that day anyway. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it depends on what's happening with Vegas itself and how open Vegas is. I think that determines it because I don't. I don't think people are going to fly in for a Raider game. They're going to fly in for a Vegas extended weekend. That's part. A Ra- Raider game is part of it. So we have to see what's going on with the city. Hopefully, for the city's sake, I, I can tell you. You know, my sisters are big gamblers, and I've told I've told you that. So mm-hmm. they get uh, comps. You know, they get free rooms. Yeah, and they get concert tickets that like Planet Hollywood or. Uh, at uh, Caesar's Palace, uh, it's, you know some really good shows. Because I've gone where they comp me, and they're sitting in the third row for free, and I'm up top that I had to pay for, <laughs> and uh, more than once. But anyway, my sister was talking to my wife yesterday, and she was uh, my sister was telling her that they had ticks. I don't need. She didn't say the show. I don't remember the show. Well, she didn't say it, but she noticed in her ch- uh, checking account. You have to put, like, a deposit on it uh, to hold it. And for the show in September, that got refunded for some for some concert. Hmm. Uh, so they're 
whatever that concert was in September, I don't know the artist, that the deposit that you have to put on in order to get the stuff to make sure you're interested, that had been refunded to her account. Well, back to your earlier point about how much of this is uh, health stuff and then how much of this is uh, politics. The mayor in uh, Vegas, I mean, she had that controversial uh, press conference a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Uh, We're open for business, right? And so, I mean, Vegas is open, but are people, you know, politicians can say whatever they want, but they're not going to make people travel. And Nevada has uh, turned to a blue state. I don't, I don't know much about her. I assume she's a Democrat, but I don't know. So, you I know, think she ran as an independent, actually. Oh, really? Okay. So, but money impacts everything, and when you're a tourist-based economy like Vegas is, oh, you just get sure. crushed by this. Devastating. So, you know, I'd imagine Vegas would be open. I just don't know how uh, how much desire there would be on the part of the public. You know, to travel. And maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it'll just be L.A. and Salt Lake people because they can drive, right? San Diego, too, I guess. Phoenix. So you get fans there. But what you don't get is, uh, you know, a bunch of people flying in from Chicago. And maybe they do get the people who can drive in and out who are like, I'm going to do it in and out in one day. Or I'm going to, I'll risk one night in a hotel that's probably been mostly empty for a week anyway. And that's different than going to the airport and being at hotels for two or three nights, which I think is what a normal Vegas Raider weekend is going to end up looking like down the road. What was weird is that, you know, and I saw those comments because it was a big deal when she made them. Jimmy Kimball said she should resign immediately. And uh, she didn't have any jurisdiction over the Strip. It's not part of the city of Vegas, I guess. Oh, really? That was bizarre when I read that. It's a separate own entity? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Let's look that up. It was, it was crazy. I didn't realize that. I mean, people look at Salt Lake and think it's Salt Lake, but it's South Salt Lake and it's West Valley, and I don't know where Vegas starts and ends. I don't know what's incorporated. I don't... Unless there's a sign, I, I wouldn't possibly know when you'd crossed into whatever suburb. When they say North Las Vegas, is that part of Vegas, or is it its own thing like South Salt Lake is its own thing from Salt Lake? North, I don't even know North that. North Vegas is its own city. I know right. That. Yeah, I, I guess the Strip is just controlled by the mob, and they said, forget you, we're not giving it to you. Canadian Football League Commissioner Randy Ambrosi says, uh, most likely scenario is to cancel the season. Ours is a big brand, but not a wealthy business. Unlike large U.S.-based leagues, our biggest source of revenue is not TV, it's ticket sales. So no point in the Canadian Football League playing in front of empty stands, I guess. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. How optimistic are you, or pessimistic are you about there being a season completed? Well, I'm an optimist by nature, so I feel like we're going to have an opportunity to finish the season. I'm very well aware uh, that there is a possibility that it does not happen. Zoom conferences right there. I don't know if you could tell, but that was Frank Vogel, the Lakers coach. Everybody kind of... Hoping it happens, expecting something will happen, but well aware that that just may not be the case. Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni says he's got no reservations about being on the sideline if the NBA season resumes. Now, he's 69, second oldest coach in the NBA to Greg Popovich, who's 71. And obviously, we've heard all the statistics about people over 65 and over 70 and more at risk. And D'Antoni says, yep, 
I'm good. Surprise you at all, PK? No. No, not at all. D'Antoni looks like he's in great shape. Uh, so he looks like he's healthy. Uh, he's a basketball coach, and he's 69. So he can't do this much longer. And whatever it is that you can't do when time is running out becomes more valuable to you and becomes more precious. And so I think that that's what he wants to do. And so, uh, you know, when when they get there, they'll take every precaution that you could possibly take. And, and the, the overwhelming statistics indicate you're not going to die. But, you know, if you are the one who dies, <laughs> the statistics don't mean anything to you. So, no, that doesn't surprise me. You know, the, usually now this time of year, sports weekends are sensational. But I think now we don't have live sports going on. We don't have any sports going on for that matter. I think one of the joys uh, of the weekends now that's brought to me, besides, of course, the last dance, is that I no longer, for two days anyway, ha- or at least Saturday, because I do TV on Sunday, but on Saturday I don't have to discuss if fill-in-the-blank league is going to start and when it's going to start <laughs> and if fans are going to be allowed in. Uh, several GMs and trainers have pointed to a number of players they say it's not a large percentage, but there are several of them who they would describe as germaphobes. Those team officials say there are several executives and other league staffers in the same position. And the folks who uh, are germaphobes really worried about coming back. So, see how that plays out, but I think everyone's assuming that when it comes back, they'll uh, their skin may be crawling, but they'll come back too. Yeah, but could Even it be a situation... Out. Where if you don't want to come back and you don't want to go to work and you don't want to leave out of your house, go out of your house, then don't. I think there will be some of that. And then inevitably we'll uh, see some high profile cases about should people keep their jobs or, you know, what will happen. And that won't just be a sports thing. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. NCAA enforcement staff said Kansas basketball committed egregious and severe rules violations that significantly undermine and threaten the NCAA collegiate model. It alleged that Bill Self and assistant Curtis Townsend, quote, embraced, welcomed, and encouraged, close quote, Adidas employees and consultants to influence high-profile recruits to sign with Kansas. Jayhawks are charged with five level one rules violations. The most serious includes lack of institutional control. Is this... The last of the big high-profile cases, PK. Because if players get to make money off their image, well, then apparel companies can help them do that, and stuff like this would just go away. It would just it would go from being the biggest thing to completely legal. Well, I'd have to see what exactly is under the heading of institutional control, but I don't think Kansas is going to be the last one. I think we're going to see something with Arizona, too. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Bryce Harper is upset that Major League Baseball players cannot play in the Olympics. Quote, it is such a travesty to me. The 2020 Olympics in Japan, and you're not sending big league guys? Are you kidding me? You want to grow the game as much as possible, and you're not going to let us play in the Olympics because you don't want to lose out on money for a two-week period? Okay, that's dumb. Can you imagine being in a foreign country, standing on the line, listening to your anthem blare? Dude! There is nothing better. It fires me up sitting here. There's nothing better. Close quote. I like it. Two things. One, they are freaked out by the amount of money they'd lose 
shutting down and sending players to the Olympics, which is what the NHL did for several games and what basketball hasn't had to do because of the way the Olympics has fallen with their calendar. And everybody saw how much money the NBA made off the Dream Team. That was big time for them. But I think also looming out there is the drug testing standards are much tougher in the Olympics than they are in Major League Baseball. A little bit of fear that some players ago test positive and set off a, another round of accusations and negative stories. So they, when they create the World Cup, which happens every four years, and you get to stand on the baseline and listen to your anthem blare, they control the testing rules there. And they also control the timing of the tournament so that it doesn't interrupt you know, right in the middle of the summer when everything's rolling. Oh, I think there could be enough players who could pass because if you know you're going to be involved in that, then tell them you don't want to play. That solves that issue. So you, you know whether you're clean or not, despite everyone who's ever been busted saying, well, I didn't realize that. I didn't knowingly do this or that. Yeah, it's a bunch of BS. Of course you did. And so there's plenty of players out there and they can push the season back every four years, a couple of weeks. Uh, when the Diamondbacks and Yankees played, uh, the end of the world didn't happen. In fact, they had a new moniker when uh, I think Dirk Jeter hit a game-winning home run in November, and he became Mr. November, and that was a cool uh, nickname there for a little bit. So I agree with him, man. He's a young guy. He's, I mean, he's going to turn 28 uh, in October, so he's getting up there. He's getting into the prime of his uh, MLB career. But he's one of the things is that we hear the, the average age of the baseball fans, 142, and he's a younger dude. And you just using the word dude indicates that he's a younger dude. And uh, with that in mind, if he's excited about playing, he's an entertaining fellow. He can turn a strikeout into something crazy when he slows, throws down his helmet and screams at the umpire and blah, 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 blah. So he attracts people. So I think they should. Why not? I mean, it'll, you already brought up what the Dream Team did and actually got the nine or eight best players and some good pitchers out there. It would be fun. It would, it would draw attention to the sport. And everybody tells us this is a dying sport. So I agree with them. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Locke will be here at 8 o'clock. Ben Bolch covers the UCLA Bruins for the LA Times. Our spring football tour continues at 9.30. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sam Amick from The Athletic. This is not the return of NBA practices. This is a one-player, one-basket rule. Individual workouts, not only individual workouts, but voluntary. You are not allowed to ask your players to return. You simply provide them a place to go if they choose to go. I probably haven't moved much thinking that if I was a betting man that I would still err on the side of them having a playoff. Fingers crossed that this current trend continues in terms of the virus, then at least the door open for the NBA to return. Now, if there's a spike, which is very possible, it's a game changer. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Hot Takes Your Toast brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. All right, PK, question of the morning with the NFL schedule out. How excited are you to watch Bronco games on KUTV2? Who put that up there? I believe you did. I did it. Oh, you did? I'm joking. It was PK. <laughs> I love to see you get all defensive about the Broncos and because of Channel 2. It was a great question. Criticism. You can't have criticism of Channel 2 at DJ's World he just without him defending it anyway. And this puts you on the spot because you, you turn into a Bronco homer even though you're not. The Broncos. <laughs> How many times will we see them on Channel 2? <laughs> The, uh, the max, how many games do they play? 16. <laughs> so eight. Uh, eight. I might take the over. It's good. 11 is actually the most you can see them on Channel 2 because they're going to be on other places. You know, you get a Monday night, a Thursday night game. Actually, I think they have a Sunday night game too. Why wouldn't so, they? Fox Sports. Well, because they've been bad three years in a row. I mean, that's the argument for them not being on TV. Yeah, but we reflect the country, man, and we're a Bronco town. You've been telling me that for years. Yes, but they, <laughs> the brand has been good. And at some point, though, you damage the brand, and it, it loses the match. Yeah, that, that point has come and gone, by the way. What point? <laughs> that it's damaged. <laughs> it's been damaged for a while. Yes, they have had three straight losing seasons. After having like six and 40 years. It's not just that. It is John Elway drafting quarterbacks left and right, and they all suck. That's, <laughs> that's been longer than three years. Yeah, but they made up for it by just signing Peyton Manning. I understand that. They didn't make up for it. Peyton Manning made up for it. He chose Denver. It, it's, nevertheless, Elway has drafted. When it comes to quarterbacks, as an administrator, he's right there with Michael Jordan. You know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> mistake, mistake, and another mistake. Yeah. Who's, who's the quarterback this year and who's the coach this year? I can't keep track. i got to watch Channel 2 to find out. So if they completely tank, will some of those 11 games at the end of the schedule go away? Because they'll be well, irrelevant. They, they actually have some games that are TBD. They don't have any game or anything assigned in December. No game if there's a God, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Raider fans want the Raiders to be the new team for Channel 2. They're in Vegas. They're closer. Oh, it makes but, sense, doesn't it? Uh, well, it comes back to damaged brand, though. I mean, the Raiders have got, like, one winning season uh, in, like, 16 years or 17 years. But it's years. fresh. It's new. See, it's not that. The brand is brand new uh, right now. It's something that's extremely hot. And so we'll have to see how that plays out. And the, it's way cooler to be a renegade Raiders fan than it is to be a Broncos fan. I, I see you see way more Raider paraphernalia than you do Bronco. If you have Bronco paraphernalia, that means you're a Bronco fan, as opposed to you just want to be some rebel and get attention to yourself, Raiders. Now, what does that mean in terms of TV viewership? I'm not sure because I don't know all that stuff. I just refer defer to you on that because that's more of your livelihood. But it seems like you can grow that brand of Raider football 
a lot more. And if I was the Raiders, if I were the Raider people, uh, Little Davis, what's his first name, Dow's son? Mark. I would be trying to get into Utah, man. Yeah, well, they're not because they're not well run. Because they've got multiple requests from Tim Peterson to Channel 2, who wants to put the Raiders on. He's one of our sports producers. You know him well, PK. You see him all the time. He is a Raider lifer. He rooted for him in Oakland. He rooted for him in L.A. He's going to root for him in Vegas. He is all about the silver and black. And he brought it up, and I'm like, Tim, you have the passion for this. You chase it. If you get any of these people, we will put them on the air. And I gave him a list of people. Actually, next week we might be getting um, the uh, the person who runs the stadium authority, which I think is actually could be a really interesting interview because it's not just about Raider games. It's not no. just about bowl game. It's not just about the Pac-12 title game, even though all those things will be there. Are they going to be able to get the NCAA tournament? They're obviously yeah. going to get high-profile concerts there, but could they actually put uh, the Country Music Awards there and have 60,000 fans there, including the Kinahans? Could they get the, uh, the Grammys or the Emmys? I think the Oscars probably not. Because they're Ooh, they don't too, watch that anyway. They're a little too highfalutin, to, I think, to be in an NFL stadium. Maybe I'm wrong. I should probably ask, but that's my assumption. I don't know about the Emmys. I think they could definitely get the Grammys. Didn't the, didn't the daytime s- Emmys? The, <laughs> the soaps, the game shows, Who's the dog show, <laughs> dog show. <laughs> I saw a different dog show. Oh, that's for another segment. We'll do that next. Um, you know, so we might be able to get him on next week. Uh, that's uh, it was actually I thought it was going to happen today, and now they've pushed it back to Wednesday. So you know, we'll see. Uh, you're right; it is fresh. It's an interesting story, and I think the other thing they've got going, even though the the brand has been damaged and there hasn't been enough winning since they went to the Super Bowl, and I think it was O two. I always get confused. Was it the O two Super Bowl, the O two season, and then the O three Super Bowl? But whatever. It's been a decade and a half, and they've had like one winning season. But Gruden's a personality, and people love to watch Gruden celebrate, and they love to watch Gruden lose. You know, whether you love him or hate him, you love the reaction shots of him. So, if they're good, and the Broncos are bad, I can see us trending that way late in the season. One thing that's a huge factor, and this plays in the Broncos and the Raiders' favor, is that. The second game of the doubleheader, those 2 o'clock or 2.25 games, get way better ratings than the first one. Because usually, and maybe it'll be different this fall, but usually people are at church. And the ratings for the morning games are way lower than the ratings for the afternoon games. So sometimes people want to see a decent, not there, there usually aren't great morning games. Because now, if it looks like it's going to be a great game, it gets moved to the afternoon or it's in prime time to begin with. You know, So there aren't a lot of massive 11 a.m. games. There can be some intriguing games because of rivalries or teams unexpectedly get hot. And, you know, the wild card race, you don't have to have that much of a record to, you know, be in the hunt. You don't have to be that great. You have to be pretty good. So we'll see these afternoon games when they're both home, then are the Raiders on instead of the Broncos. It better be, man. But the the Raiders were maxed out, too, because they actually did pretty well as far as the primetime games. So there's a, we can carry, I looked it up, we can carry 11 Bronco games, we can carry 10 Raider games, and the Chiefs, who are the team I personally would put on, because I think they're just wildly entertaining. Their, their quarterback is 
I mean, he's, he's the next big thing. He's just got to stay healthy. But he's running around. He's making plays. He's got charisma. He's a big-time winner. I mean, Andy, Andy Reid went there, and he's got a BYU tie, so that's another reason to show their games here. And they're the defending champs. Uh, Andy Reid goes there, and they I, think they I think they played five playoff games in five years. One year they won a game, and they got to play two, and another year they missed. Um, they were basically one and done. The, most of the time. But they played five playoff games in five years. They were pretty good. And now they get Mahomes and they played five playoff games in two years. And the only one they lost was to the Patriots in overtime and was a total thriller. So I think the Chiefs are the brand. But again, they're in primetime so much that there's only nine games we can show theirs. Uh, well, there's plenty of games to be shown. Just show the best game available. That's all anybody's asking. Yeah, but the best game is very subjective because what you consider the best game depends on how you <laughs> feel about a team. Because the games that are really good, you know, when an 8-2 and two team plays an 8-2 and two team, you're going to see it. I mean, when the Chiefs play the Bucks, and I think that's one of the games that actually got left on CBS and didn't get moved to primetime when the Bucks had five primetime games. And that's set up to be a doubleheader, and when we get there, you know, that game's going to be on. You know, you're going to see that game. You're not going to see the Broncos and the Bengals. I'd have to check. I don't even know who the Broncos are playing. That okay, game. then show us the best two or three games and choose from that, Dave. You're going to have a response to any criticism that's out there. That's obvious. You've been that way for 20 years. It's not changing. So, so what's the best game week one? What game do you want to see? The best, the best game at week one. Yeah, I'm just the, well, whatever. That's the first game to pick. I don't. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the schedule yeah, no, in front of me. I mean, come on. I'm not that much of a nerd. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the most attractive game. And if you got two or three of them, then well, maybe one person's attractive game is his second most or her third most. But at least you're going to be in the ballpark. But a three and eleven Broncos is nobody's attractive game. That's all I'm saying. Chargers Bengals would be my guess for Week One. Which sounds like a bad game, honestly. Then put the Broncos on. Thank God for the Broncos. Can't do it. Broncos are Monday Night Football. Uh, well, then put last year's game on or play the Super Bowl when they won it. Play it or replay. I'd rather. As Doesn't long as work it's the like Broncos, that. You're just making I'd stuff up now. It. You don't want to see Joe Burrow go at it. Vegas. The I can't say Vegas. Oh, jeez. The Raiders are playing the Panthers, but it's a morning game. I don't know. Jets and Bills. I mean, the morning games tend to be regionalized and tend to be pretty average. Colts and Jaguars. Browns and Ravens. There's your options. Go Broncos, then. You won me over. It's not going to be the Broncos. They play Monday Night Football. <laughs> it will not be the Broncos. Actually, I think I'll, they're three of the I'll first be in four church, weeks. So it won't matter. <laughs> Monday night? <laughs> no, it's just Sunday. We're not talking about Monday night. We're talking about Sunday. Well, if if you factor in the church factor, which may not be a factor, we'll have to see if stuff's open. I mean, how do you work in factor three times in one sentence? Oh, it was a piece of cake. I just did I just it. I'm did a trained it real professional. Easy. <laughs> trained professional, right there. <laughs> My thesaurus was closed. If it was open, I would have come up with something else. Uh, department of redundancy department. Hi, <laughs> <Aye>, Captain. Uh, <laughs> Week one, week one, it's like it's back. So you can put on the two suckiest teams, and it's week one, and it's back. It's NFL football. Everybody goes nuts for NFL football. So you get a pass there pretty much no matter what you show. Uh, Bryson says, this Bronco fan is happy. This is Bronco country. 
Twitch Dan. No. No, it's not. <laughs> Get out of here. Dan, we're on. Uh, let's see. Other, other people weighing in here. Uh, <laughs> got a lot of memes. They don't really translate on the radio, do they? Uh, not a chance that uh, two makes an appearance on a Sunday this fall. I'm sick of the stinking Broncos. <laughs> hey, man. Dwight Landon says, well, sucks to be you. <laughs> Gordy says, not really. I hunt on Sundays. Surprised he didn't say, call them the donkeys or something. Just to... He hunts on Sundays. That's Jeez. what Gordy says, yeah. Then he didn't matter. It didn't matter to him who's playing. He's not following the NFL at all. If you're not available, uh, <laughs> that's what Landon hits him with. Then you really don't care, right? Yeah, that, well, that's true. He'd that be listening to it on the radio. We might have a radio with him or streaming it. Russell says, "If I can't find a Packers game, I do something else. The NFL ain't that great anymore." Russell, it was better back in the day. Well, yeah, that's something that I just totally disagree with. I don't think the NFL was better back in the day. I don't, I, I don't see that. The NFL has been in the forefront of changing rules, and most people, I think anyway, I could be wrong, they would prefer to ski, see more a high-flying game, and the rules being such, I mean, these quarterbacks today, there are, you know, they're, they just dwarf the uh, amount of uh, passes that uh, Bob Greasy or whomever threw on a great team back then. And so I think the NFL... Its popularity reflects that. Wow, it's really good. I mean, it's a it's it's a highly entertaining game, and so I, you, there's that argument of basketball. So you know, whatever time frame was better back then, and we've debated that. And baseball, when pitchers finished what they started, all that type of stuff. But I don't know that I've really heard very many people. There's been much momentum for NFL football to say it was better back whenever your day would be. Packers got five primetime games. They're a brand. They got a star quarterback. Yeah. So they maxed them out, put them in primetime as much as, as possible. As they should. You'll see a lot of them. And that doesn't count the weeks that uh, you'll also see them as the second half of a doubleheader with a big game on Fox on Sunday afternoon. Or even just – in the morning when there's no specific game and they're all just kind of eh and they're all regionalized, the uh, the local Fox station picks up the Packers a fair amount of time. I think you'll be seeing I, I seeing don't have an NFL them. team, but, man, I would really be uh, excited if I had one time had tickets to see a Green Bay home game. Here's the kind of game that, and I don't know what's going on week 13 with the Broncos, but the second half of the doubleheader on CBS, the Packers are only on CBS like twice a year, uh, Packers-Eagles. And if that doesn't end up on TV, man, the phones will ring that day. <laughs> Packers and Eagles. Yeah, that's deep into the season. It's like week 13. So, And actually, it looks like that's the only CBS game. You, you can get two a year, but I guess one of them got peeled off for prime time. I'd have to figure that out. All right, coming back, what were you watching? Well, we know we were watching the NFL schedule reveal, but what else? I More- got something that I want to bring up, and people were debating me, and I don't think there's a debate. I watch more dogs just for PK, but different. Different, not the dog show. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. 
This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Kurt Heelan from NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com. They've got to have minimum of three weeks of guys working out together and stuff. I think the shot will come back pretty quickly and the handles, but the conditioning, it's going to take time to get back into game shape and there's nothing, you know, that takes games. And it's just, I think, the teamwork. A team like Utah that's kind of a little more system-based and has guys, you know, back cuts and just, you know, cutting on offense and it's the way they handle their defense. That dance might take a little longer to get back in the flow of than Houston where, hey, you know what? We give James Harden the ball and then we're going to get the hell out of the way. Their system's a little simpler. It might take some teams a little longer to get back in the flow. It feels like, to me, some of those teams would just take a little longer. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. a little extra time on your hands it's time to talk about what we're doing to kill time what did you watch last night with dj and pk on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network too much time on my hands too much time on my DJ PK, what were you watching last night? PK, yeah, you're all about the dog show, trying to figure that thing out. Slipping around last night, and there were dog races. Not the Greyhound track stuff, but there's some kind of, they put like six of them, and they put them in this, uh, it's a grass course, and they got like three hurdles they got to clear. And then there's like a, I don't want to say it's a trap, but they like got to run into a little room or area at the end, and you got to duck through this door, and... Uh, and they got like six, and they're little tiny dogs. Those little, uh, what, what's that little uh, tiny dog? Not, not the poodles, not all furry. Wiener dogs. Wiener dogs, yes. And they got like six of them. And every race, like a couple of them go off course. And they're chasing some, uh, I think it's supposed to be a rabbit, but it's a, it's a big furry target on a string. And they're just yanking this thing down the course. And somewhere between three, four, or five of the dogs, because at least one of the six goes off course, just go flying over these hurdles. And then they do it all in slow-mo, which is pretty cool. But then they have a sideline reporter who's interviewing the, uh, your dog came here and uh, won the regional two years in a row, but failed at nationals. You think this year will be different? And the dog owner gets up in the dog's feelings about this, about how the dog is feeling and how the dog is prepared. I I couldn't handle it. I had to change the channel. (laughs) I don't I don't know who won the national wiener dog hurdle champions. <laughs> but the video is pretty good. The interviews were killing me though. What'd you watch? All right, so I watched the NFL schedules yeah. and then also too, you know, on uh, my direct TV I've got the uh Fox Sports deals. Uh I pay an extra ten bucks and this helps me get Fox Sports Arizona. And they, during the baseball season, they put those games on there, so I watch them. But I also get the other ones when it's not professional sports. It's not scrambled. So I came upon uh, the one in Los Angeles, and they did have a Frank Vogel thing that you were talking about, and he was talking about the season. And then they had uh, Kobe Bryant, and they had uh, Kobe's 10 greatest uh, moments when he was with the Lakers. And they were individual. You know, I think number one was when he had the 81 points against Toronto. And then there was one when they beat uh, the Pacers 
uh, in game four that put them up 3-1 in the finals. Shaq had fouled out and Kobe took over. So stuff like that. And then obviously the uh, 60-point thing against uh, the Jazz at the end. And they had him reflecting upon the moment. So it was, uh, well, he retired in 2016, so it was somewhere after that. probably two, three years ago, you know, he's sitting there and he's talking about these things. And he was always such a great interview and just as smart as can be. And so he's going through all this stuff and telling all that. And I'm watching it. And, you know, and then they've got, uh, like, Kareem's talking about him and the competitive nature and whatnot. And And I didn't think that this was that controversial. But I tweeted out along the lines of, uh, uh, all things considered, Kobe Bryant is right there close by MJ. In my mind, at the position, you know, the two guard or the swing man, whatever you want to call that position, it's Jordan one, it's Kobe two. I didn't think that there was that big of a deal, but yet I got a bunch of response. I don't think so, PK. Uh, might be in the same neighborhood, but sure as hell not on the same street. Uh, another guy tweeted at me, uh, dumpster fire. We've all seen that one. And then uh, Steve Harvey acting all perturbed and waving it off. I mean, you, you, and another one, he's not top 10. Another one, too soon. I have no idea what that meant, too soon. I mean, we're, we're allowed to compliment Kobe Bryant, are we not? Uh, I, I, I mean, obviously the tragedy, and the tragedy doesn't even seem real. Because the season's not going on, and plus you didn't see him every day because he was doing other things with his life. So in my mind, that January 26th, I think it was, it didn't even happen. It just it just doesn't seem real. Uh, but I didn't think it was that controversial. I thought for sure people would think that Jordan won, Bryant two. What do you think? Am I wrong? Am I right? I guess uh, it depends on how you define close. Uh, But I think that it was predictable. That's the part where I think you're wrong. It was predictable because a lot of people who follow you are jazz fans, and a lot of jazz fans don't like Kobe. So yeah, but that think, has nothing to do with it. Yeah, but it does. <laughs> you I say, mean, how do I, I define right. close? Six I, titles, five titles. That's close. Okay, yeah, and if you just want to go <laughs> those straight numbers, there are people who think Jordan is the GOAT by a wide margin. There's also jazz fans on your feed who never, ever want to say anything complimentary about Kobe. Now, the guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer and a legend, whether you like him or not. So you might as well just concede how great he was because he was great. That's my point. Right. Yeah, of course he was. Now. And, his, and we'll have a series about him because they figured out, okay, this thing really works right. with the last dance. I mean, we won't have where all sports are shut down, hopefully not again. But nevertheless, it's a ratings bonanza. And Kobe had a lot of the same characteristics. Uh, intelligent as all get out. Uh, and great, competitive, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's like a, a chip off uh, Jordan's block in a sense, is he not? There's a lot of parallels, but a lot of people don't like him, and you're going to get blowback when you put out anything like Who that. Who cares about that? <laughs> well, you did. You just brought it up. That's so stupid that you don't. I'm trying to understand why. If you have an opinion and you don't think so, Great, but not jealousy. Well, I guess I guess if you had to go with the opinion and you try to create uh, more daylight between the two of them, even if even if Kobe is two, maybe you want to make the argument, yeah, but the gap between one and two is enormous. 
You know, somebody came in second at the Belmont when uh, I don't know what which horse came in second to Secretary when Secretary won by thirty one. Sham, I think. Okay, so yeah, so Sham was second, but man, that was way up the track. So I think that's not the case. I think the thing you'd have to say there, the argument you'd have to go to is, yeah, it's six titles to five, but Jordan never got to play with Shaq in his prime, and Kobe wouldn't have won three in a row, especially at that point in his career, if he hadn't had Shaq in his prime. Now you and get Jordan, Jordan wouldn't, Jordan Jordan wouldn't, wouldn't have won any won, if he had blah, had blah, 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 Pippen, blah, blah. Come right, yeah. on. Yeah. And obviously Shaq is better than Pippen. I'll grant you that. Uh, but still, I, I'm talking about the individual player, the characteristics, the uh, the cutthroat, the clutch, the you know beat your grandma on checkers cliche. I think they're right there. I'm, I'm putting Jordan on top. I've got no problem with that. And even if you – I'm not going to go 31 lengths. <laughs> if you, you know, it doesn't have to be by a nose, but I'm not going 31 lengths. I mean, the the most the, the most lengths I'm going is five. DJ and is, PK, go D- ahead. David Locke coming up next. We'll run this past him. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 the zone.